Good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Shoftim, Tovshin Pe'alif, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, the first week of the month of Elul, Habo Aleinu Latoiva, as we know, Elul stands for Ani Ladoidi, Vadoidi Li, and we all are hoping and praying that the Rabbanu Shalom sees the love that we have for him and uh, the Adidas that we have for him. As I said last night in the Shmuz, I misquoted someone. Uh, we had a wonderful occasion last night of a Kala, very, very close to the Rebetzin and got engaged. And she herself just turned 28 this year. And she was hoping and praying that the Rebbeinu would give her Koach this year, which is the Gematria of 28. And she mentioned that uh, she was to find a Yedid, a Yedid, that's her chasen. And uh, first of all, we give them a bracha, Hashem, they should have a lot of mazel bracha together. But uh, last night, when I mentioned this vart, I confused it with Ledoidi. She was speaking about the theme of Ledoidi, and she said that Doidi was going to match you 28, and really it's only going to match you 24. But Yedid, Yedid is going to match you 28. So the Rabbanisham is looking for you. The Rabbanisham is how you did. And we are hopefully the Yedid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We all look for Eitzes during this month. I also want to mention that uh, we have a neighbor of ours. I mentioned it last night as well. I want to mention we have a neighbor of ours who unfortunately their 19-year-old son is in the hospital and a respirator, not on Corona. And we're davening. He should have a, a Gantzer Rafua. The name is Yonason. Simcha ben Leia Rivka, he should have a Rafur Shlema. Everything we say today should be Luschusai. So let's quickly jump into a Pusik in the middle of the Parsha. Uh, this is also a two part um a two part um podcast. So you'll listen to the second part, you'll hear Varts on the beginning of the Parsha. But now we're going to jump into a Pusik in the middle of the Parsha. The Pusik, very famous Pusik in this week's Parsha, which is that a person should be careful not to follow after uh, people who are considered menachashim and mechashvim, magicians, and neocramsons, people that look to find out what the dead people say. But rather what we have to do is to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to say, Tomim tia im Hashem elekecha. A person should always have tamimus, person should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch is the one that rules the world and we don't have to worry about the Asidus, we don't have to worry about what's going to be in the future there used to be, people used to take the bones of dead people and they would try their best and they would use all kinds of Kishuf and that is against what the Torah tells us, the Torah tells us Tamim Tia Im Hashem a person should go Bitmimus and Rashi HaKadosh brings down that um, and the Pasik of Tamim Tia Hashem Alekecha, that Rashi says on the Pasik Perik Yud Ches, Pasik Yud Gimel, Tamim Tia Hashem Alekecha, his halach ima betmimus. A person should go betmimus with simplicity, without any uh, without any expectations. To tapeloi, that's what we should await. Leitachker acher sidus. Don't investigate into the future. Everything that comes your way, a person should accept. 
And this is the way of the way of the Yidden, of the way of our people. Now, it's, it's, it's not a simple thing, this Midah, but um, we, we recognize, especially in the, the world that we're living in today. I had a discussion with some very, very Hashva people yesterday, and we know that there's so much discussion about what's going on during this now pronounced uh, corona variant, which is traveling around the world and here in Eretz Yisrael. We have a tremendous uptick, and they're discussing all the different issues about the giving a booster vaccination in the United States. There's many, many discussions about this. And all I can say is, is that we follow what our Gedolim tell us based upon what the medical opinions are, the majority medical opinions are, and we don't have the answers for everything. All we know is we should follow after the Messiah based upon what our Talmidei Chachamim, what our Gedolim tell us. And uh, I can only tell you from our, our own observations that the Gedolim here in Israel did say that one should take the vaccinations, one should not question taking the vaccinations. And uh, I know there are a lot of anti-vaxxer uh, theories out there and people who don't do it and there are even Rabbanim who say not to do it can't answer up all the questions. All I can say is one has to have Tamim Tiyem Hashem Alekecha. And this is what we hope that we should have the Amuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch should give us a Chizuk. One of the things we want to be Mechazek during these days is the Inyan of Avas Hashem and Avas HaTayra. I want to tell you a few stories that I saw just this morning that we all want to return to the Torah. The famous Reb Meir Simcha Medvinsk, the Meshachachma, the Arsameach, he had a Chavrusa that he'd been learning with a few times a year, a very close Chavrusa. I think his name was Reb Noach Hefetz. And he would come a few times a year to learn with Reb Meir Simcha later in life. And one time they were learning a very, very difficult Taisviz, and they were unsure about the Pshat and the Taisviz, and they kept on delving into it and delving into it. And they couldn't understand the depth of the the Taisus, the Amkas of the Taisus. And Rameir Simcha at a certain point says, you know what? We have to stop. And instead of us trying to pound our heads to understand it, we have to dive into HaKadosh Baruch So he said, what are we diving for? So he says, we're going to dive into HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch should be Mazakas with Avas HaTorah, with love for the Torah. So his Chavrusa said, Rabbi, I understand. You should have Avas HaTorah. It's a great thing. But over here, what we need is Havana Satur. We need understanding of the Torah. So what, why don't we dive in for Havana Satur? Why do we dive in for Ava Satur, love of Torah? So Rabbi Simcha told him, it's a muscle of a child whose mother needs to go away for uh, take care of some errands. And she leaves the child, she leaves the child by um, uh, a neighbor. And the neighbor is, um, tries her utmost to, to take care of the baby. Take care of the child. And all of a sudden, after the mother leaves, after a little while, he's playing with some toys, and all of a sudden he starts crying. And the mother and the, the neighbor asks, well, what, what can I get? She doesn't say anything. He's just crying. So she wants to say, oh, maybe you're hungry. Gives him something to eat. Uh, maybe he's bored. Maybe he wants to get a different toy. Tries this toy, tries this toy. And the boy keeps on crying and keeps on crying. And she can't do anything about it, you know. So she tries to hug him, tries to take care of him. Still, he's... You know the way kids are. They're whimpering, they're whimpering. Basically, what he's doing, he's missing his mother. All of a sudden, his mother comes back. 
all of a sudden he's a happy camper. So Rebbeir Simcha said, what's the difference? What was the child missing when the mother left? Toys, food, uh, something to do? No. What he was missing was the ava that the mother has. A child recognizes that the ava that the mother has is unbounding. And that's the difference. The mother comes back, all of a sudden the child feels comfortable because he knows that his mother is nothing like a mother's love. And Rebbeir Simcha said, that's the pshat. When we don't understand the Torah, what we're missing out is that we're missing out that we don't have the love for the Torah. If we'll get the love for the Torah, then everything will be understood. And therefore, we don't ask for Havonah Torah, we ask for Avastar. Like we say in the bracha before Shkriyashma, V'ho'er e'neinu b'sera secha. Kodesh Baruch should light up our eyes in the Torah, V'dabikli b'nei b'mitzvah secha. L'yachid v'avecha l'ahava l'yirah shemecha. We ask that Kodesh Baruch should give us Avastar Torah. There's no question, Rabbi Zayin, that this is something which we should ask for and we should daven for, especially during these days of Elul, where we're, we're trying to reconnect in a better fashion with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Anila Doidi Vidoidi, the Yedidis, the Yedidis of Torah. The great story of Reb Chatzko Sarna, whose yard site is this week, was the great Yeshiva, the Chevron Yeshiva from the wonderful Tamidim from the Altar from Slabotka. And Reb Chatzko, once in the Chevron Yeshiva, when Yeshiva was in Gula, he was sick on an on a Arab Shabbos, and Friday night he couldn't go to Davin and Yeshiva. He had a temperature, he really wasn't feeling well. He didn't have the strength to go up to the base medrash. And then all of a sudden, at the end of davening, all of a sudden he picked himself up out of the bed, and he walked up into the base medrash, and everyone was surprised. And he gave everybody that came, all the Talmudim, and gave them a good yontiv, a good Shabbos, and he gave them a, a nice a nice hello to them, and he welcomed them for Shabbos. And the family members asked him, he said, Abba, try to explain to us. Understand, you were so not feeling well that you didn't have strength to go up from Irif. What was so important for you to go up in order to wish good Shabbos to everybody? So he said, Myriv is only the Rabbanan. I didn't have the strength to go up for the Rabbanan. But to wish my children and my Talmudim are like my children a good Shabbos, that's a mitzvah midaraisa. To create Ava. And that's a tremendous lesson for all of us to recognize the Ava that we have for our children if we could somehow duplicate it with the Ava, just like we have for our children, we should have Ava for the Torah. That's really what something that a person should try to reflect upon during these days. Another great Misa, Rebel Pavarsky Shlita, the great Yeshiva Panovich, one of our great, great Talmud Chachamim, said that when he was a young boy growing up here in Eretz Yisrael, even though he, he was born in, in, in Europe, and eventually his father was able to come to Eretz Yisrael, and they lived in Bnei Brak, and in Bnei Brak, the air was very, very hot, and Panovich, he was in the Panovich, he was a young boy in Panovich, he was only 12 years old, but the doctor said that he has a respiratory problem, he should go to Yushalayim, so he ended up, before his bar mitzvah, he ended up going to Hebron, the Hebron yeshiva to learn, and when he got there, he was a little bit embarrassed, because he was so young, he didn't even have tefillin, so his father said, you know what, it's not a problem, I'm going to buy you a pair of tefillin, You'll wear it before the bar mitzvah. There's no issue for you to wear it. And people will think that you're bar mitzvah. <laughs> he wore tefillin for a few months before, not just a, a week before, not just a month before, not just three months before. Literally for like a half a year, he was wearing tefillin every day. And then the secret got out because one of the reshivas of Aaron Akayin, one of his tefillins, he had a problem with the ribuah. 
So he asked, he, he knew the secret. He asked if Beryl, if he could borrow his his tefillin shalrosh, and he, he lent it to him. So then the cat was out of the bag, and people knew that really he wasn't really a, a real bar mitzvah boy. Now what happened was, his bar mitzvah was the first week of Elul. So he was home for Ben Esmanim, and when it came to Shachar Elul, his father had taught him a pshetel, a dvar uh, Torah that he was going to say over on the day of his bar mitzvah. So he thought that he was going to remain for the first few days at home, and he would go back to the yeshiva after the bar mitzvah. But his father said, no, Rosh Chodesh Elul came. He said, you should go back to the yeshiva. He says, but I can just stay for a few days. I can be at home, and I can celebrate the bar mitzvah together with the family. He says, you're going to be a bar mitzvah on the 13th day, a 13th year, no matter where you're going to be. So why don't you do it in yeshiva, where you're learning? Because you're supposed to be learning in yeshiva. And that's what he did. He went to the yeshiva, and the day of his bar mitzvah, how did they celebrate a bar mitzvah? What happened was a few of his friends, they went and they brought some rogalach, they brought some beer, they brought a few plastic cups, and Bain Hastarim, they made a little lachayim, and how did they celebrate it? He said over the shtickle Torah that his father had taught him, a beautiful shtickle Torah, and one of his good friends with Beryl Schwarzman, the great guy and Rashiv of Beis HaTalmud, who was a Eli Yotzim, who was his Chavrusa, started arguing with him, and they had such a vikuach, and the other Talmudim were also that were the other friends, a few friends that were there, and after they argued about the Shlichot Torah, they started singing and dancing, and that's the way they celebrated his Bar Mitzvah. And the Rashiv of when he heard that they were singing and dancing, and he asked, what's going on? He said, it's Rebel's Bar Mitzvah. He said, ah, what a beautiful thing. That's the way to celebrate a bar mitzvah. A true bar, true bar mitzvah celebrated with the Shtikl Torah, and especially with Bein HaStorim. And as soon as the Bein HaStorim event finished, they went to the base Medrash for second Seder, and they went to second Seder. That's true. Ava Satayra. Rabbi said, this is what we should try to daven during these days, to try to daven to get more Ava Satayra. We should have a relationship with the Torah. Just like we have, a, we should want to have a relationship with our children, our relationship with the Torah should be like our children as well. One last insight we want to say on this podcast, at the end of the parasha, it speaks about when a person goes out to battle against his enemies, and Rashi HaKadosh points out, he says it's a rishus. so the halacha is that a person is not allowed to be afraid. It says when you get close to the battle, the Meshulach HaMacham the Kayan will get up and he will say the words, Shema Yisrael, listen, Kla Yisrael, you're getting close to battle. Don't be afraid. All different languages. Rashi HaKadosh points out and he says that the words Shema Yisrael are really a hint that even if a person only has the schus of Kriyashma itself, that will be enough of a schus that they will be saved. The Arachayim HaKadosh says that this is really a remez to the Mechemes Hayetzer, the big battle, the big battle is not only the battle, the physical battle, but really the spiritual battle that a person goes out to battle with his Yetzer Hara. And who is the true Ayev? The true Ayev is the Yetzer Hara. And a person should know the way we fight the Yetzer Hara is with the power of Kriyashma. The power of Kriyashma. And is Yedua that we know the first Mishnah in Masechta in Shas is Masechta Brochus. We speak about 
When do we read the Kriyashma at nighttime? The Gemara discusses why do we only speak about the Kriyashma for the first Tawach is the Kriyashma of nighttime. Why don't we speak about the Kriyashma of the daytime? And the Gemara gives an answer because the Torah, when it says, Kriyashma, it says, when you go to sleep, which is nighttime, when you wake up. But I saw it brought down the famous question. Very nice that the Torah describes it as starting at the nighttime. But why is it that the Torah describes Kriyashma? as being a nighttime event, when we could have started out with the morning event. The answer is there's two aspects of Kriyashma. The Balatanya says that there's an amazing, amazing thing. I'm going to quickly paraphrase the, 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 the Balatanya. Balatanya says that we know that Kla Yisrael throughout the generations have been known to stand up when it comes to Shmad. Whenever there's been an issue of the nations of the world coming along and trying to destroy the Jewish people, all of a sudden people are able to rise up, to stand up, and to be Meisir Nefesh for the Torah and for Yiddishkeit. Where do they get that from? They get it implanted to them from Avram Avinu, but it has to do by the by the Akedas Yitzchak, but it has to do with the fact that we are people that we expound and we accept upon ourselves and we say that there's no greater bond that we have than to be makabal in ourselves, Ol Malchus Shemayim. The Ol Malchus Shemayim represents the pure relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch. And throughout the generations, people were most nefesh under trying circumstances, inquisitions, holocausts, Gerach Hasidim that went into the gas chambers singing and dancing because they had a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. This is the first element of Kriyashma. There's another element of creation which we find by Yaakov Avinu, that when he meets up with Yosef, he says the parsha of Kriyashma, and that's an even higher level. Yaakov Avinu knew he was going to meet up with his son. He knew he was going to have a tremendous love and affection for him after being separated for 22 years. And as the Maral says, he said, I want to say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem to raise up my Ava that I have, for my child, and to say, I want to give it over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ava, Rabbi said, to have Ava to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. These two aspects of Mesiris Nefesh, which we find in the Kriyashma of night. The Kriyashma at night represents when things are dark, when things are not so clear, but we still maintain Eramuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we cry out the carrion call of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And then we have the Kriyashma of the morning, that's the reason why the Torah, the, the, the Seder of the order in the Mishnayas is, first we speak about Kriyashma. When things are difficult, when things are not clear, when it's the Chesh Chasagol, it's the darkness of the exile, the time which we find ourselves in, things are not so clear, but we still have a complete faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we cry out during battle, Kisei Tzilachama, Shema Yisrael, remember to say Shema Yisrael, and then we have the Shema Yisrael of the morning, the Shema Yisrael of the Ava, the Ava that we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which supersedes any other Ava. And this is what we ask, as we said before, have Tamimus on one hand, have Yedidus on the other hand, we, we remember that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us like the child that the mother has tremendous love for. And no matter where we are, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always with us. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. We should be Zorchem Hashem. To makabla ourselves, through Kriya Shema, through Kabbalah Samach HaShemayim, through Eskan Kodesh Bocha to give us the Avas Hashem, we should be Zorchem to Mekayim, the mitzvahs, Lumen, Alamed, Lishma, Velasas, Mekayim is called the Kol Mitzvahs, 
until the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos and a good week. In the beginning of the month, we have the parasha of Shaiftim. It's very, very simple. The uh, connection. The Torah starts off, Shaiftim v'shaitim titin l'cha b'chol sharecha. You should place Shaiftim and police officers on every single one of your entranceways. Asher Hashem al-kecha noisin l'cha that HaKadosh Baruch gives you. And a person should make sure to use the judges. The judges should judge properly. The Shalach Kaddish Yudua, the Shalach Kaddish says that this is a remez to the seven openings that a person has in his body, the two eyes, the two ears, the nose, the mouth, the piyama, and one should place proper shayftim and shaytrim. A person should be a judge to make sure that when he opens and he closes the openings of the eyes and the ears, he should only be hearing and seeing those things which are permissible and those things which are holy, those things which are proper. And one has to be a shayfit, one has to make a judgment, and one has to be a shayter. My father, all of us, he always used to say over that the Pasuk continues and he says, the person, the judges, should not move the mishpat. They shouldn't look to take shaychad. They shouldn't t- take briberies, which is sometimes what people do. They go to a court case, try to bribe the judges. So the, the Tata Allah Hashem used to say over from Yishol Salanter that the real shaychad is each individual person has hakina, vataiva, vakovid. Those are the biases. Those are the shaychads that we all have within ourselves. And the person says, Lesikach shaychad. A person shouldn't take shaykhat. A person should work on his midas in order that he shouldn't allow the taivas and the gaiva and the covid to be might see the person from the world. But a person should do his utmost to be tzedek, tzedek tirdaf, to search and search for tzedek. And so I brought down the svarim akadoshim, and it's brought down that this is, teaches us a lesson, especially during this month of um of Elul, as we're preparing ourselves, that we should do our utmost, whatever we can do to add on tzedek, tzedek, tirdif, to add on the varim, which are tzedakah, tzedakah, emes, tzedakah always means emes, whatever we can add on, as we mentioned in the Zoom shmuz, person should try to be macabre on himself, whatever they can do to add on in their learning, in their davening, in their mitzvahs, in their maizim toivim, in their ben adam l'chaveroi. I saw an unbelievable maizim this morning, that uh, a younger man who got married and uh, he was uh, very, very much involved with, you know, Shana Rishayna, he would learn at home, even before the corona. And this is going back, I guess, one of the, before the corona happened. And he used to learn night seder. He wouldn't go to learn with a chavruz and learn at home. He learned with a call and his wife was very happy that she has a, a husband who's a Talmud Chacham and sitting and learning. And one day he saw that his wife was looking at him very, very upset, upset look. So he immediately stopped the learning and he and he went over to her and he said, you know, what's wrong? They lived to, seemed to be living idyllic honeymoon type of life. And he was learning. He didn't understand that he couldn't think about anything that he did. So she, she says to him, you know, yeah, I feel very, very uh, horrible because you said something very, very nasty to me. I came in 
to the room, and I try not to disturb you when you're learning. And you said, this was an Israeli, he said, Lechimikan, Lechimikan, which means, leave me, leave me, get out of here, get out of here. So, and then I looked at you very, very, you know, like, what, what are you saying to me? And then you said again, Lechimikan, Lechimikan. So I just, I left the room. But I was very upset. I couldn't understand. What did I do wrong? So this younger mom was thinking and thinking. Like, what did he have? Why would he have said that to his wife, to, that she should leave? He never said, he's a very nice person. He has good meters. And then he finally dawned on him that he was learning the sugyas in Erevin. And the sugyas in Erevin, he was chazering. He was chazering the, the sugyas of lechi mikan the lechi mikan. The sugyas of putting a lechi, <laughs> putting a, 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 a side post for the mavoi in order to have to carry between the mavoi and the Rishus Rabbim. So he said the words, lechimikan, lechimikan. So he explained to his wife that he didn't mean to say anything that was disparaging to you. But what was it? I was learning the sugyas of lechi, lechayim, lechayim. So I would just use it for, yeah, the, the Sigmar says, use the Lashon of Lechayim. It's better to use the Lashon of Lechayim. <laughs> lechayim is better. Lechayim mikan, lechayim mikan. Instead of lechimikan. So it's just bringing us to a point that we realize that we have to be careful and even what we utter, the openings, the a person is very, very careful to choose the words and to choose what he says. Very, very beautiful, beautiful muscle. Um, one of the things I want to say over is that the psukim say later on, and this I think is an Eitzah, the Torah, the whole, all the psukim in this parsha, everything is about it. Great, great halachas and great, great inyanim. But the uh, Pasuk says, Ki pali mamishpat bendam ledam bendin ledin, benega lenega, when a person is bewildered and he doesn't understand to differentiate between the simple understanding between dam tome and dam tor, between if a person is zakai, din zakai, between nega lenega. And then it says, when people have machlaikis, this one's metamid, this one's metayer. So when there's when there's arguments in the regular bezin, what should you do? The person goes up to the bezin, which is in in Yushalayim, and you go to the Kohanim and to the Shoifet, the person's supposed to go to the to the Gadol Ador. And this is where we learn out there's an Indian of a Godel Ador, and Baruch Hashem, and Etzim Ayyim Azet, where Zoycha to Gedolim, to hear the Das Torah of what the Gedolim tell us. So, first of all, there's a Remez in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that when a person is not sure, Bein Dam Ladam, Bein Dim Ladin, so it's brought down from the Magid Mikelim, famous Vort, that when a person, Klai Yisrael, searches around, and this is very applicable today as, as well. We ask ourselves, why is it that the dam of a yid is hefker and it's nishpach kamayim? Why is it that the dam of the Jews is always spilled a lot easier than the dam of the din. Why is it that there are many gzeris and dinim that come upon Klai Yisrael? And then it says, benega lenega. So the way the Mepharshim say it, but we could uh, use it in a little different fashion. The Mepharshim say it means Lama Pagoyim and Nagoyim Chadoshim Misrakshim. Why are there new events that take place that are coming upon us? We could explain it by Nega Lenega. It's going on the Nega 
on the Magefa, on the Corona. Why is this happening? If a person has this question and it's a pellet to him, why are all the calamities taking place that we're surrounded with? The answer is divrei rivais b'sharecha. It's because of the disaccord, the merivot that are between each other, the sinas chinam, and this is a, what we we have to work on. We have to work on avas chinam. We have to work on building up our relationship with our fellow Jews. Later on, the Torah tells us, "Sam tasim alecha melech." You should place upon yourself a king, and it says, "Mikerev achicha tasim alecha melech." From the midst of your brothers. You should find a king. So the Mepharshim say that the Zerem is Mikerev Achicha. If there'll be Kiruv between the Achim, if there'll be Shalom between the Achim, that can bring a person to Tassim Lech Then that brings a person to true Ol Malchus Shemayim. Rabbi said, we're living in a world and as we said, the only thing that we can understand in today's world is is same tasim alecha melech. We have to place upon ourselves the melech. We have to go to the area, to those that can give us insight, that can give us the derech in how we should live our lives. And for that, Baruch Hashem, I want to say over a Misa with the guy in Chaim Kanievsky, the tzaddik. I myself was involved with a family member with all of the shilas that are coming in. So there's all kinds of interesting questions and difficult questions. And again, I'm not saying this psach should apply to everybody, but it's an event that took place, and I feel I want to share it with everybody to see the godless of the God and the godless of going to here and to get advice from the G'dayim. So there's a family member that we have whose spouse is a person who is a high risk as far as the corona, and now that the schools are restarting, this particular person had a dilemma if they should go back to work because they're going to be close to children. The children are younger children, but still it could be that they're carriers and that the person might become a carrier and because the spouse is a high risk, so therefore it could cause, it's a question of sakonis nefashis. It seems that the medical people in the school systems, in the yeshivas and Beis Yaakovs in America, they feel that it's a very, very negligible risk and that it's all right. But the truth is, is that the person's personal doctor felt that it is a risk still, and therefore it was a question if the person should go back. And that was a question of parnasa, question of, of sakonis nefashis. I was asked to ask the question from Ebchayim, and through the good uh, Talmud, Rabbi Yaman Kirshner, we asked the question, and at one point, the question was asked, but I didn't feel it was asked 100% with all the information. The second time it was asked, Reb Chaim said that you can be saimach if you follow all the guidelines, the medical guidelines, wearing masks, you try to distance as best as you can, you, and you daven before you go to, to, to work every day, that I can watch over, and you can be saimach, and you're allowed to continue to work in the school system. There was a question that came up about maybe there'd be another position that the person could have that would be less risky, less children involved. And they had to make a decision. We tried to get the question to Reb Chaim, and the question was not able to be brought to Reb Chaim at that point. And the person had to make a decision. The person made a decision based upon Reb Chaim's advice that they're going to keep the job, the original job that they had. And that was the decision. Only a day later, 
somehow the question was again raised to Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim said that the schus of the Limud Torah in that original place, which is a good Makam Torah, and following the guidelines and the keeping the social distance, that the person could maintain the job. This came about after the person already made that decision, but we really literally saw that when you go to the Gedolim, Gedolim or Mechavin, and they have a, a Havana, which is beyond our understanding. This is what we have to know. When we're living in a world which is so we have to know, first of all, we have to be shayftim v'shayftim. We have to place that we should have, we should ourselves should work on ourselves to remove the bias, to remove the negias. And if we have any questions, we go to our gedolim, the kamto and we listen to them, just a short remez, shayfit and shayter, are the gematria 910, and they're the same gematria as Tishrei, and therefore when a person puts the shayfit and the shayter on themselves, then he's to go into the month of Tishrei, the month of Yom Narayim, with a full heart. We want to give a bracha to everybody that this month, the last month of the year, we should be zoicha, that all the brachas should be mukuyim, and that we should be zoicha mitzvah The Shabbos and the un- upcoming months should be a month of bracha for us and for all of Klai Yisrael. Wishing everyone a good Shabbos and a good Chaydash. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.